the sports dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the sports dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, he's the dun 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 number one pick in the NFL draft. Paul, everybody. Paul, how you doing? I am great. I am. Uh, my head's in the game this week. I oh, that's good. Ready to talk about some sports. Yeah, nobody knew it last week, but you looked really. How do I put this lightly? Like death. Well, you know, you got to do the job, right? I mean, you don't have to. (laughs) We do. We have to. You you know, the fans are just sitting there waiting to hear my voice. They're waiting for every Thursday morning to see that new episode pop up. My And some Thursdays, the same one as last week. But anyway, they're waiting to hear my old man voice. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) My old man nasal voice. But anyway, here I am feeling good. um, Just living life and uh, getting ready for summer. That's good. I'm glad you're getting ready for summer. Not the NFL draft, which is. Hours away. Hours away. I mean, by the time people are hearing this, it is the day of the first round. And so, Paul, I'm getting started early. I like it. Thank you. Is that a Lipton iced tea? Oh, yeah. It's totally a Lipton iced tea. Very good. Lipton, it's the sports stance. Okay. So I think the NFL draft is pretty hyped. Yes. Oh, we can talk about it. Well, we'll, well that's the we'll that's get... the what that's literally what our first topic is because if we're a sports show and it's the day of the NFL draft and our first topic isn't the NFL draft, what are we doing? Why why are we even here? Why is 12 ounces even allowing us to speak if our first thing is not get on this show and go, hey, little thing called the NFL draft is today. I tried to do the music of the draft too, where it's but I don't obviously have a high pitched voice. But I also don't want to play the music because I don't want the NFL to chase you down, come after us because I have pennies to the dollar and they can't really, I don't think they'd be happy with that. They'd shut us down. <laughs> now it's video. time for the stance sports. You'd be missing. I'd, next be calling, week. I'd be calling the Red Sox saying, my co-host, my co-host. <laughs> is missing. His name is really Greg. Is. I, I actually have pictures of him. His, he has a real wife and children. When I was at his wedding. <laughs> Next week, we'd come back as, oh, no, this is not the sports dance. No, I got shut down by the NFL. This week, this is the stance sports. The, stand, the stance on sports. That would be too hard to say. It would. That's, that's why. Cracking those things open. I mean, Roger, just don't shut us down. You have your vaccination now. You can hug the players. That was a whole big thing. Did you see that, by the way, that that somehow was a story? Roger Goodell got his vaccination so now he can hug the players on draft day what if they don't have it what if they don't want to hug him <laughs> yeah right i mean honestly the first thought in my head is i get drafted the first thing i don't want to do probably is hug roger goodell i, I get know. he has like the jersey and you're supposed to and it's like the thing it's what you I'd do i'd like to elbow or high five the people i've built a relationship with not roger and maybe my family well, I mean, it's the guys that go to the draft on in Cleveland. So, but I just thought it was funny the fact that they had to make it a whole thing that, hey, Roger Goodell is vaccinated, so therefore he can hug the players. That's bizarre. It is bizarre. Can I tell you something, a quick, a quick vaccination story? Go for it. So everybody's lined up and, you know, we're in Massachusetts. The old people got it first. And when I mean old, if I'm saying old, they're ancient. 
they get it then if then down to 65 then down to 60 and then this and that and healthcare and first responders the governor got his shot a week ago the governor wouldn't you think he'd have gotten a shot like out of the gate because he runs the he's trying to abide by the rules he's setting the example the economy in the country I, I don't know i just thought it was weird i was shocked but whatever i mean good i mean good that he i guess is setting an example and all that the governor the governor of new hampshire got his shot on a drive-through at the drive-in good for him yeah i, so I mean I, was, I felt good that not everybody's on the take anyway we were talking <laughs> about the draft we are talking about the draft and let's be honest we all basically know the number one pick in the nfl draft is going to be trevor lawrence and if it, it's not I don't know what Urban Meyer's thinking. Maybe he has a grudge against him. Who knows? But it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. There's no doubt about it. If there is, it's going to be a Laramie Tunsil situation where on draft day, right before the draft, a picture of Trevor Lawrence with a gas mask on, smoking a bong comes out. That's the only way he's not going number one. Even then. One, even if he has a mask with a even, bong. I was going to say, even then he's going number one. Unless he's standing over a dead body with blood all over him and a knife in his hand, I think he's getting picked. That is true. That's probably that probably would be the situation that kind of sends it, you know, maybe not him. But we'll see. So I I was perplexed as to you're the best in college. You are yes. you are the best of the best, and you get to play for the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, it's a I mean it's a thing, but I I, I hear the argument every year too. I feel like it's always a topic of conversation where it's like, why is it the worst team gets rewarded by getting the best player? And it's because, I mean, plain and simple, the easy explanation is you're trying to create a balance throughout the league of talent. If the top teams always get the top players year after year in the draft, it's not going to, nothing's going to change and everybody's going to get kind of tired of the product. This way, it gives that terrible fan base, such as the Jaguars and the Jets, hope that they can too one day become the Chiefs and the Patriots and the Bucks for all these years of teams that have dominated or have recently found success. There's a lot of players in tennis that want to win the Grand Slam and a lot of little kids want to win the Stanley Cup. But hey, I think it's great. They're going to get their shot if they're really good. After their initial four years, I think they signed for. First rounders to get that fifth year option though. So that's the thing. Yeah. But they're all young. They're all going to be in their mid twenties by the time that first contract is up, no matter what. As long as you avoid major injury, especially the quarterbacks, you kind of have your choice if you're a top talent. Like if you become the guy. Trevor Lawrence stands to sign a $34.7 million four-year contract. So nobody can feel... You know, he's not a lineman coming in making 200 grand. No. <laughs> and 22 and a half million of that is a signing bonus. So it's yeah. not like he's got to wait for his money. No. And in general, the NFL also, if you remember, Sam Bradford back in two, I forget what year it was. I'm going to say like 2007 or 2008, maybe. I don't know. It might be even before that. Was the last of the first round drafts where there was no set of how much you can actually pay the first pick and all that. So his deals were crazy. It was like a hundred something million dollars, his rookie contract. Now they're like, Hey, okay, no, there's a set limit. Let's make this work where it's not just ridiculous. So luckily it's now kind of a fixed number that you know what you're picking. Cause then there's also that 
the worst teams do have to pay the most to have these top players. It gets lower as the round goes on. So no, you, yeah. you're going to pay this kid this kind of money. Yep. Going to announce his name. He looks like Sunshine from Remember, Remember the Titans. He does. And if he ever doesn't make it in football, he can play Beast in Hollywood um, mm-hmm. or on uh, on uh, Broadway. Oof. See the moment. <laughs> anyway, the, the thought is, what's running through? What's the first thought that goes through his head? When he gets is announced? It, oh, my God, I'm in the NFL. Or, oh, my God, I'm a millionaire. And I'm in the NFL. I think it's hard because I think knowing you're the consensus number one pick and you're going to be going number one, you've already gone through the, the motions of how you feel. My guess is you're like, oh, my guess for him would be, I'm finally going to be in the NFL. The money thing he knows is coming. And everybody, for all we know, he was getting paid under the table at Clemson. You never know. Are but, you busting open a story? No, I wish. That'd be amazing. Oh, but right? I mean, it's probably true. ESPN, <laughs> Adam Schefter's on the line. Uh, but so my guess is it's finally the realization you're in the NFL. I think once you finally hear your name and are guaranteed to be on that roster opening day, I think that's what hits you first. The money is like, yeah, cool. I'm going to have the money for at least somebody like Trevor Lawrence. I think guys that get to maybe the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. One, it's, Hey, my dreams come true. I'm getting to the NFL. But also I think immediately it's, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get paid at least some money to play football professionally. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is a dream, right? You kill yourself. And that's a dream to play in the NFL. Yes. I might be able to afford a house. I could get hurt in three months. I have to invest wisely. I can't be a jerk. And hopefully somebody like my agent isn't screwing me. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but so we already know Trevor Lawrence, most likely number one. Then after that, it's the Jets. You just never know how the Jets are going to Jets it up. But most likely it's going to be BYU quarterback Zach Wilson seems to be what everybody's locked in on as he's the guy. There are some skeptics who think it might be Justin Fields from Ohio State. But for the most part, Zach Wilson seems to be the number two. Number three with the 49ers, and we're not going to go through the whole first round. We're going like top 10, maybe top 15, but only like one or two teams in the 12 to 15 range, a.k.a. the Eagles and Patriots. But (laughs) (laughs) no, no particular reason outside of the two hosts or fans of those two teams. There you go. But it's the number three pick, the 49ers. As we know, they traded up from number 12 to number three. They mortgaged some draft picks. And so this is a big pick for them. And Kyle Shanahan came out saying there are five quarterbacks we're happy with. Well, there's only five that people are considering good talents. And we already know Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson probably are off the board. So it's down to Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. There's, it's like 50% are like Mac Jones, Alabama. Like 25% are like, no, it's going to be Trey Lance. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. He has the high ceiling. Give him a year or two. He'll be good. And then there's the other 25 that's like, nope, they're secretly going to go after Justin Fields. They're just keeping it really on the down low. I want to play poker against Kyle Shanahan because he is a moron. Did you hear hear the quote he said about Jimmy Garoppolo? What did he say? Something about... He said, I can't tell you who's going to be alive on Sunday, let alone who's going to be on my roster. What? I'm like, who says that? He's The best thing to come out of that, though, was George Kittle, their Pro Bowl tight end, tweeted at him. 
I tweeted at the quote saying, don't worry, coach, on Sunday, I'll give you a call and let you know I'm alive. To which then the Twitter handle freezing cold takes, which is known for bringing up past old tweets that did not age very well in the sports world, just sent a tweet underneath that with just a note taking thing to which George Kittle said, um, should I be nervous? I'm like, no, no, just, just taking precautions. <laughs> well, I think Kyle Shanahan's a boob. Well, I guess we'll see. Depending on who they take, I honestly think if, I, if they take Mac Jones, I get people are like, he seems the most NFL ready. He comes from the Alabama system. Great. Mac Jones seems like Tom Brady light. Now, I know when Tom Brady came into the league, he was a six-round pick. Nobody knew anything of him. But to compare him to him now, I, I don't see Mac Jones being the guy that's going to be – I see him more – I'm trying to think of who I can compare him to. That's not mean, but it's not like, okay, he's going to light up the league. And kind of like a Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback. I think he's going to be kind of along that line where he'll have a good season here and there. People like be like, hey, Mac Jones. And then he'll also have some terrible season. They'll be like, oh, Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones. So, whereas Justin Fields, I think you're going to have a guy that's very similar to not Lamar Jackson per se, because he can actually, I think, throw the football better. But you're going to have a guy that's going to be a little more, one, exciting for you to watch. No offense to Mac Jones. He's basically, he's literally the flavor of vanilla. <laughs> if you just look at him. <laughs> vanilla Jones. Um, but... And then Trey Lance is the one that's the most interesting because he's such a raw talent. He's only 20 years old. Uh, he clearly has made an impact in the NFL, like in the NFL world of he could be maybe like a next Patrick Mahomes or somebody because of the talent he brings. But he's not. He's he needs to get worked on and polished and fixed to be NFL ready. He's not. NFL, he's not a guy that you draft right now and go, okay, you're starter day one. He's a guy that you draft now and go, okay, next year or the following year is when you should be ready. Most likely the next year, his second year. But unless an injury happens, he shouldn't really see the field much his first year, which is hard if he's the third pick to tell your fan base of like, hey, he's not going to be playing this year really unless it's blowouts. But we'll see. My gut is telling me they go Trey Lance, though. Do you have any gut feeling? Do you think it's going to be Mac Jones? Do you think it's going to be Justin Fields? I can't read Kyle Shanahan. I just know he despises Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) He wants nothing to do with him. So I, I, I just, why don't you drag him through the mud, chain him to your bumper and drag him across the field? I don't know. I um mac jones yeah i mean it's the it's the safe money bet right now so we'll see obviously going down the line then once that pick is made then it's a very interesting of what's going to happen atlanta is all over the board most people think they should go kyle pitts the tight end from florida other people like no grab it they're going to trade back for a quarterback i think the top five picks is going to be mayhem actually i think the bengals are going to end up going with jamar chase They're going to listen to their rookie quarterback who's going to say, I don't want the offensive tackle for some odd reason after coming back from a terrible knee injury. Give me the guy that I was playing catch with in college who is going to now be my number one, most likely. So do you tell me how this works? Can they trade picks right up until the. You can trade picks while you're on the clock. 
Have you, you've never really fully watched the draft, have you? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not as intently as someone like yourself. But if I can do that, I see all these mock drafts everywhere. Every, everywhere. Every it's been, it's been awful this year. What's gassed everywhere. And I'm, let's pretend I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm Bill Belichick. Do I have a yeah. notebook? Do I have my iPhone or Android, whatever uses with my notes? Because it's if this, then that, right? It's no, you have, you are in a room with boards, like literally boards of information. Who, if this guy's taken, what are you doing? If this guy's not taken, where are we going? If these three guys are gone by the time it's our pick, are we trading back? Are we trying to trade up for them if we think we need to? What are we going to leverage? Who are we going after? Like there's a big word. That's why last year the whole joke was Bill Belichick, when they shot to his house, it was his dog sitting in the chair. Because no one's telling Bill Belichick what to do. Well, no. Also, people are like, well, this makes sense. The dog probably drafts as well as Bill Belichick. Well, Bill spends a little money, a little of the craft. He spent a lot of money this year. And we're going to get to the what might happen with that 15th pick. But before that, so right now we have it as Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. We'll go with Mac Jones as the safe pick. Atlanta's probably going to go with Kyle Pitts. There's a part that they could trade back. But at this point, why would you? I would, I would go with Pitts. He's a generational tight end talent that you can put out as a wide receiver. That doesn't happen very often. He's literally a freak of nature. So they build their strength. Yeah, they get stronger offensively. I mean, there is the whole Julio Jones could get traded to help their salary cap. That's another question. Do we think Julio Jones gets traded? And if he does, does it come with a first round pick? Jesus. The silence is killing. I know. I don't know. How do you, how do you, because he's owed $15 million. I'm, I'm looking across at you and you've got all these moves in your head and you're following every one of them. It's my job. I'm lucky if I know five out of the top 10 that are going to (laughs) go and who the top 10 teams are that are going after him. All I know is my fantasy team don't ever take a quarterback in the first round. Dear God, they're going to kill each other there just to get a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Fantasy football, freak year. way different. You, it's a freak year with quarterbacks. No, I mean, it's it's fr- more so freak that there's five that people think could go in the top 10. But we had this a few years ago with, um, uh, what was the draft class? It had, oh, wow, I'm really blanking on it. I forget who it was, but it was, oh, it was like the Josh Allen group, the Lamar Jackson group. Um, and it was a few of those guys. I can't even think the other one's out of the league. I think already Josh Donaldson. Nope. That might, I, Josh Rosen. That's what it is. Like guys like him, they were all top, I think 13, 14 picks in that draft. Yeah. And I think that was the Kyler Murray draft maybe too. So you've had drafts where there is a lot of quarterback play at the beginning. This one seems different because people think there might be a chance that teams try to trade up to those four and five or six picks where it could be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback one other two random players, quarterback, quarterback, which would which would be astounding to have happen. Could happen, but I feel like somebody drops. Somebody always drops to the mid part of that round or the end part of that round. That's just how it is. Like Lamar Jackson dropped back to number 32 pick when it was his draft year. And we saw how that turned out for every other team that didn't take him. Yeah, there you go. 
So it's it's all a crapshoot. You never know how the guys are going to turn out. But right now, the only one I feel like I can guarantee is Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> like being good. Yeah, shows it. I, I you know they they they're all good. Trevor Lawrence is the standout. Yes. So we'll see uh, as the as it goes on. The other crazy thing is. It's also not predicted that any defensive player goes potentially until the eighth or ninth pick. Right now, most mock drafts has it, as we said, with Lawrence, Wilson, we'll say Mac Jones for now, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, uh, Jalen Waddle, or Devontae Smith for the most likely Dolphins is taking one of those two. Then you have the offense tackle, Penny Sewell, and then Slater, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. And that could be your top eight picks right there. It's not until number eight, nine, where uh, Patrick Sertan or Horn from South Carolina could be in play. And then Mika Parsons. How much time do they have to make their decision? I want to say it's 10 minutes. It's very long. It takes forever sometimes. But there are years that teams are like, oh, so-and-so is ready. Okay, get, get on the phone. They didn't take them. Let's get them. It's exactly what the Vikings did when the Eagles didn't take Justin Jefferson last year and they said they took Jalen Rieger. So still bitter about that. Man, you wear your emotions right on your sleeve. And you're Anywho. Your so people know top 10, what it's going to be like. There's going to be definitely some trades. I feel like there's going to be a lot of action tomorrow, more than normal in the first round. It gets interesting now at the number, I want to say seven and eight pick. You have the Detroit Lions at seven who could easily either trade back and or stay. I mean, they could stay put. I don't really, they need a lot of things to lie in. So they might want to try to get an extra pick or two in that first round or who knows. But Lions, I feel like are the team that if you're looking for one of those quarterbacks and they're still available, you're trying to jump to. So if you're the Patriots, the Bears, I feel like one or two, maybe other teams, the Lions are the team you're looking at or now the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers now have traded away, and the Broncos at nine, I guess I should say. Panthers could trade back. Broncos could trade back because neither of them need a quarterback, at least in my mind. Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater got traded? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater got traded to the Denver Broncos for a yeah. six-round pick. So now the Broncos have Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, as two quarterbacks on the roster. I personally cannot see any reason why they would need to go draft a quarterback now. If if I'm them and drafting a quarterback, I'm just looking for chaos in my QB room where it's going to be like a carousel of who's starting this week. Yeah, and, and they're number nine, right? So They're number nine. I think they're the prime position that if you are the Patriots or, like I said, the Bears, who have also been trying to get a quarterback, if whoever did not get taken in those first few picks and is still there, whether it's Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields, it would be the three most likely, or probably the three. Whichever one of those does not make it into that top eight, because I feel like three or four could be gone by then. That's where you're trying to pounce on, because yes, it's going to cost you some picks, but it's not going to cost you as much, say, as if you're jumping from 15 to five, 15 to nine is much more palatable for Bill Belichick to swallow if he really wants to. And I think this is a year he has to do it. He's got to get a quarterback. He's not getting any younger. Cam Newton is not the answer. You got nobody else. 
if Justin Fields is there, that's who I think it has to be. If Justin Fields is there, you trade up for him at number nine. You give up your first pick this year. You give up probably your third pick this year, maybe your second next year, maybe a third next year. It might be four picks, like the first this year, obviously, and then maybe two twos and a three could get that done for you. But we'll see. I mean, there's also people that think the Eagles are going to try to get back up into the top 10, which please don't. (laughs) Whatever defensive back lands to you, whether it's Horn, Sertan, or Farley, whichever one of those three, just take them. The Eagles need cornerback help. Just take them. We're not going to get the wide receivers we want. Unless it's Devontae Smith, I guess, if he's available and you feel good enough about his size. But I mean, we'll see. But it is. It's going to be interesting, Paul, especially because the Broncos now trading for Teddy Bridgewater the day before the draft. Do you agree you don't think they should take a quarterback now, right? Well, why would you? If you have two good quarterbacks, why are you taking a third? I mean, they're not good. They're like... Yeah. They're like that cusp of yeah. like, they're starters, but yeah. So if so somebody they, else came along... <laughs> are they doing it for something to trade further down? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I guess uh, we'll find out shortly. Everybody will. Well, less than, not less than 24 hours as we're recording this, but by the time people are listening to this, less than 24 hours, you'll know. So we'll see what that then. Say that again. What time is it starting? Uh, I believe it starts at eight o'clock. So, you know, nice and early (laughs) for anybody that wants to watch. Good Lord. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. The first round. Oh, it's just the first round tomorrow. Yeah. But that'll end at like midnight. So it's fun stuff for people that have kids and jobs. So and don't live on the West Coast. We're all in a big hotel. Yeah. They all have each other's cell phone numbers. But. So Answer the damn phone. <laughs> right. Just shouts from the side. If you're in the back room, please pick up your phone. This is not a scammer call. It's I don't really know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but so that's kind of what the top 10 is going to look like. I threw out a bunch of names at you, Paul. I know a bunch of names at everybody. But if you're following along with the draft, you kind of know who's going to be there, who's not. It's really kind of that number three pick 49ers. It really is going to decide how the rest of the draft goes. I'm excited, and though. What that guy's going to do. Yeah, but I'm excited. I mean, We'll see. A few other things that happened in the NFL, though, that just to get to, as we talked about, Panthers trade Teddy Bridgewater. The other kind of big thing, Antonio Brown signs a one-year deal with the Bucks to come back. $3.1 million. Uh, it could be up, worth up to $6.25 million. But this deal now guarantees that the Bucks will be the first team to bring back literally every starter. From their Super Bowl winning team, every coordinator, coach, like they did not lose anybody. It's kind of impressive. Who do you think helped make that decision? Well, obviously Tom Brady. I don't know if that's what you're trying to get at. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Tom Brady's rant about like the number rule? No. So no. have you ever seen the whole thing like old man yells at cloud? Yeah, is that it? It was basically that. So the NFL made rule number changes where now like certain 
different positions can now wear single digits if they want to, which they weren't allowed to do before. Apparently Tom Brady was very annoyed by this and said, well, now football is just going to be terrible because guys won't know who to cover and who to guard and all these different things to which I say, um, how is that? How are guys not going to know? It's not like if, if I'm my, standing across the line from you, exactly. How are you disappearing? <laughs> it's not like if I'm the linebacker, I'm going, all right, where is number 33? There is no 33. Is there a running back? Who's the guy behind the quarterback? That's not the running back. That can't be the running back. He's wearing a number that doesn't make sense for that position. All right, I'm just going to let him run. Oh, he's going right by me. Oh, that's weird. I did not tackle him. He was not part of my assignment. I thought he was an offensive tackle. I think he, uh, I think Tom Brady's mind is pretty smart. I don't think anyone else is just chasing down the guy they know they're supposed to get. I was just like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like football is going to get bad. And I don't know if it was like a joke, but I saw it everywhere. And I was like, I need to say something about this. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So now of course I have to Google it. Now you do have to Google it. But that for the NFL, at least, is what's going on. Obviously, the mock draft is the big thing. Antonio Brown signing. Really, nobody cares. I don't care about the signing itself. I care about the fact that it's kind of interesting that the Bucks literally just said, you know what? Let's truly run it back and just see if we can do it again. And he'll be sitting at the uh, draft and he'll say, who's left? Okay, get him. Yeah. Who do I need? Uh, he seems good. Okay, sure. Maybe exactly. somebody taps him on the shoulder and says, I need your first round. I need your second round. Okay. Oh, but so that's our NFL coverage, at least for right now. Paul, before we get into our baseball stuff, let's take a quick break to hear from my book. Play ball. Whether it's the NHL, NBA, or PGA Tour, whatever sport it is, my bookie has it. That's right. Sign up at MyBookie today when you go to MyBookie.ag and use promo code 12 Sports. That's 1-2-O-Z-Sports, all caps, no spaces. When you sign up, they're going to match your first deposit up to $1,000. That's right. You heard me. $1,000 matched on your first deposit when you sign up today using promo code 12 Sports. That's again, 1-2-O-Z-Sports, all caps, no spaces. What are you waiting for? Get in on the action today at mybookie.ag while the going gets gotten. Like I said, all sports available. Always remember, though, to gamble responsibly. Play ball. That is right. Always remember to gamble responsibly. It's the smart thing to do. I do it all the time. I just won. I'm not going to say them out because I don't need people trying to knock on my door for handouts. But I just won a little nice little prize this past week. It would have been more. But COVID. Can you get foam on your latte this week? I can get foam on my latte. Cold, I can get cold foam. <laughs> Don't even drink coffee. So it's amazing that I even know those terms. Anyway, baseball. Know what I can get? A Dodger dog. I don't live in Mass. I don't live in Los Angeles. But if I did get a Dodger dog, it wouldn't be the original ball. I am very, uh, very. I don't know what I am. I'm a little bit. On the fence on this one, how I feel. Yeah, so I've, baseball news for our our show is somehow food related. <laughs> so we'll talk this about the sure is. We'll talk about the other things. Like there was like a no hitter, but was it a no hitter? But before we talk about that, Dodger dogs take precedent because the Dodgers and the original creators of the Dodger dog, Farmer John's Dodger dogs, 
no longer have a deal. So if you don't know what the Dodger Dog is, it is it's kind of world famous. It has been in movies, like referenced to movies and TV shows. Vin Scully for years has talked about the famous Dodger Dog when he did his announcing. People even joke that he was actually Farmer John because of how much he pushed it. But it was in things like Entourage, The X-Files, and even in The Sandlot when the kid said, uh, called a boy a weenie, and then said another amplifies taunt saying, a foot-long Dodger Dog. So... Is it, is it about the money? You bet. It is it. about the money. They said they couldn't come up with a financial plan that worked for both of them, which makes no sense. It's a hot dog. So Hormel like, was making the dog. I thought it was Farmer John. I thought it was literally a plant down the street. So it is, but Farmer John was a made-up character. Um, he took over. Farmer John's took over from Hormel. Anyway, it ends up with Smithfield. Yeah. Pretty reputable meat company, by the way. Yeah. All of them. And Smithfield and the Dodgers can't come to terms. Nope. Meanwhile, Smithfield goes down the street, signs a contract with somebody else. Yeah, the LA LAFC, the soccer team. So is that going to sell more hot dogs? I don't know. They were selling two million a season. No, three million. <laughs> three million. But when you seat 80,000 people to, at a football game, that's a lot of dogs. A uh, baseball game. Man, you were all I'm sorry. Did I say there. football? I'm sorry. Baseball. I'm glad you're you here. Okay. You doing all right? You feeling okay this week? I am good. I feel really good. All right. I'm excited about the hot dogs. The thing I'm con- the thing that I think is funny is one, they can't take the name Dodger Dog with them, so LAFC cannot sell it as a Dodger Dog. The Dodgers well, why would they want to because it's the famous Dodger Dog. The Dodgers own the rights to the name, so even the packaging that was sold in stores as Farmer John's Dodger Dog can no longer be sold that way. Correct. So I think the that's interesting. Um, the other thing I think that's interesting about all this is the fact that they've come out, the Dodgers people have come out saying we are actually having taste tests of a bunch of different vendors and dogs and having people taste them to find one that's basically the exact same taste as the original Dodger dog. So people aren't annoyed or mad that it's no longer the same experience that they were used to. So quick note. And I'm saying this in a very positive manner. Okay. Pork, water, salt, corn syrup, dextrose, natural flavorings, sodium lactate, sugar, sodium phosphates, sodium diacetate, sodium erythrobate, a word I can't say on the radio. Didn't know we were getting into science here. Authorizing paprika, which is nice, and sodium nitrite. So... They got a nitrite frankfurter. Yeah. That is the Dodger dog. And you know what? At a baseball park, that's great because you're going to slather some stuff on it. So good for them. But I wouldn't be heartbroken. <laughs> I'm glad to know. Well, luckily we don't. We get the Fenway Franks, Paul. That's what we, we get. Those you are definitely healthier. Frank? The same thing. <laughs> They're definitely healthier. Or you could get the monster dog, which is just, just uncalled for. It is a massive... Um, Wiener and does sell um, <laughs> Hebrew National all beef hot dogs. Just saying. I like. I think we're just getting trying to get sponsorships here. I don't know, but so I thought I thought that was an interesting story because the fact that they're like, yeah, we can't come to a financial agreement. What type of money was being thrown around that like you guys couldn't just land on something and be like, all right, we charge this much for the dog at our stadium, we buy it from this for you. This is the cost. This is what we'll pay. Like, how so, does it all of a sudden come to an end? 
So it's more about the signs around the stadium and the naming rights. So just from personal experience, knowing that, I don't That's know, right. a round logo might cost about a million dollars a year to have out there. So I can't imagine having those Dodger dog signs everywhere because they sell product. I mean, it's, yeah. they're, they're, they're not there promoting the Dodgers. They're, they're there to promote a $7 hot dog. That's true. Actually, well, I don't think they're $7. I think uh, that would be a Fenway Frank. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, nah, probably not. It's Dodgers. It's probably like $11. It's a Hollywood dog. It's a Hollywood. Maybe that's, Greg, get on the phone quick. Call Smithfield. The Hollywood dog. There you go. Uh, you guys heard it here first. LAFC, if you use the Hollywood dog, it's patented and trademarked by the Sports Dance LLC. There you go. Just quickly threw that out there. Anyway, so we have the Dodgers and their dog issues. Then we also have the other side of things, where it's a sweet thing that the Red Sox are doing. Basically, I think John Henry was trying to make up for the fact that he was trying to create a super league and become a super villain. And Fenway has opened up their doors to all 38 local schools for their graduating classes for the Boston Public Schools and said, hey, if you need an open venue, you can have your graduation at Fenway. Most of them said, hey, no, we're good, thank you. 15, though, are going to have their graduations at Fenway. Kind of cool. If I was a kid and I got to know that I was going to graduate at Fenway, that'd be kind of awesome and the thing to kind of remember the rest of my life because you're going to be on the field, obviously. I am biting my tongue. Why? Well, in the neighborhood, they should be happy just to graduate. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I had to Mr. go Mr. Positivity. There. Mr. Positivity over I here. I had to go there. It was a joke, frankly. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great thing. It is. You have a graduation. People are probably listening going like, wow, they've not talked about anything actually baseball related outside of food and graduations at a ballpark. So by the way, um, it's better than a parade, right? Those poor bastards last year driving around <laughs> and walking their horn. <laughs> yeah, I feel Dude, bad for those kids. Those high school graduates thought that was okay. Yeah, but hey, what are you going to do? The moment is what you, you can do. Make the best of it, exactly. Everybody will have a unique story as they get older. But so, yeah, Fenway opened their door. Uh, speaking of the Fenway and the Red Sox, they are still winning the AL East uh, pretty hand handily. I don't think any other team in that division is above 500, including the New York Yankees. That team with the pinstripes? The team that is so good, apparently. Uh, not so much. Things are still not looking great there. So let me ask you, do you think, how much do you think camaraderie amongst teammates plays a role in playing well consistently. I think it plays a good amount of part. And so far, I mean, it's also easy to have camaraderie when you're winning. So like the Red Sox are having a blast, but they're right. also winning games. Can we just quickly talk about the wave, the double or the triple? And it's not, it's the Mickey Mouse hand, right? The big wide fingers, the goofy yep. smile back to the dugout. And they're all, when the camera pans back, doing the exact same thing. It, yeah. it, it is the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Well, but it's a thing. They have a is. thing. We started. To, I think we talked about it last week, really quickly, and we don't. We didn't know where it came from. The funny thing is, well, we got done with the show. I was on the computer editing the show and everything, and I quickly went to my browser and went to Yahoo. One of the five stories showing was, why did the Red Sox wave to the dugout when they hit a double? And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me! Like this is when it pops up. So I clicked in. It was a uh, Frenchie Cordero after a big hit, looked back at the dugout and just waved one of the times and Kiki Hernandez um, saw it, waved frantically back. Everybody kind of noticed it and was like, all right, let's just do that. 
And that's how it kind of became the thing. And you're right, camaraderie plays a big part, but it's also, again, easy to be enthusiastic and up and everything when you're winning. When you're kicking some ass. So we'll see how it plays out again early in the season. It's just nice to remind everybody the Red Sox are on top. The Yankees are on not not the bottom bottom, but they're near there. Close enough. Close enough. the echo. Speaking of close enough, a seven-inning no-hitter is close enough to a no-hitter, right? Madison Bumgarner on Sunday, I believe, for the Arizona uh, – I almost said Cardinals. Arizona Diamondbacks completed a seven-inning no-hitter complete game. The debate then immediately became, will the MLB recognize it as a, an official no-hitter? So far, it seems like they won't. But the weird thing is, in these doubleheader games where it's seven innings only, if a pitcher goes all seven innings, they're considering it a complete game. So you can't call it a complete game and not a no-hitter because those are supposed to coincide together because when you pitch a nine-inning no-hitter, it's also a complete game. So you can't say it's one and not the other. So this is when a uh, a, a league leader steps up and says we made the rule seven innings is a complete game and a doubleheader congratulations you just pitched a no-hitter end of story you can't have it both ways that's bullshit you can't make a rule to shorten the game and then screw the pitcher out of a no-hitter right guy threw a no-hitter until the game was over end of story he threw a no-hitter I don't give a shit what that idiot says. He ought to say the right thing. Congratulations, you just pitched a no-hitter. Till he says it, I don't want to hear from him. What a weasel. You know what, Paul? I don't think I'm going to even touch what you just said and add anything to it. I agree 100%. But I think you said it so just, you just have a way with words, my friends. You I'm just, just at this age where the nonsense is, oh, it's deafening. It's just, just a way with words. What a boob. Boob. I mean, he is a boob. There but, should be another one of them beside him and they should wrap him in cloth. End of uh, But yeah, just, just a way with words you have. And I agree 100%. I agree that it should be considered a no-hitter. He got through the whole game. You, from start to finish, nobody got on base or nobody got on base with a hit. Hey, did you start the game? I yes. wouldn't. Did you pitch until the game ended? Yes. Were there any hits? No. Oh, that's not a no-hitter. Now, you want to know where I might differ slightly, though? If he had pitched a so-called perfect game. That's where I would be kind of hard to say it I'm is sorry. a perfect game because if you that is a such a... Game from the start to the end, it's a perfect game. But the don't hard go, thing with that Don't get is, on that fringe. Don't well, get on the fringe. I have to because... You can't be in the fringe. No hitters happen more. Perfect games are such a rarity that to be a part of that exclusive club, I feel like it has to be nine innings. No hitter, you know what? You walk some guys, that's fine. Coach, put me in the first two innings of the second game. I need nine innings. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if he did that. Actually, when you look at it, the two pitchers for the day for the Diamondbacks allowed a total of one hit in their 14 innings. They had two starters go the distance in both games, two complete games, one hit allowed between both of them. 
I am I I I feel terrible for this guy. They got to do the right thing. I mean, you don't feel too rule. bad for Madison Bumgarner. You big nerd. You made the rule. Who's the hall monitor in grade school? Did he wear a badge? Make people walk on the left or the right and turn them in? I hope. Where's your bathroom pass? And by the way, you didn't get your have... because I made a rule that it's seven innings, a complete game, and a doubleheader. But you don't get it. Ah. Did you have a guy like that in school? You didn't have the hall monitors? No, you're too young. You no. guys all ran amok. We they wouldn't allow that. <laughs> Bobby Brady when he had that thing on his arm and everyone Again, hated him. Too, too dated. No, that was no. a TV show. I know the Brady bunch. I just I can't even tell you. A man named Brady? No, you don't. I know that, but I couldn't tell you specific episodes. The only episode I think anybody knows that if they've ever heard of the Brady bunch is when uh, Marsha gets hit in the face with a football. A football. That's about it. That was a good episode. That's about the only one I know. So I think it's funny. Two days later, her nose, that giant schnoz they gave her, that uh, big fake broken nose. Mm -hmm. Two days later, the nose is all better. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's TV magic. Because it's TV. So besides the no hitter, not counting, counting, whatever, another rule that's been, is going to be tested out in an independent league, which I actually really like this rule. I think it's the American Independent League, is a home run derby tiebreaker. So instead of extra innings, each team's going to select somebody. They're going to get five pitches each. Whoever hits more home runs in those five pitches, that's the team's wins. I like that. Add some drama, but also you don't waste pitchers and their arms for no reason. Yeah, these 20, 21 inning games have got to go away. I, I Anything to make the game exciting. But I wonder... If they hit that home run and they hit, they get their five pitches and they hit three home runs, they're just standing there. They don't run the bases. Does that count as a home run? <laughs> no, don't don't play this game. Let's not. No, let's. We're not going down a rabbit hole. Just, I see what you're trying to do. Just I wondering. see what you're trying to do. We're not going to go down the no hitter. It's not the same league. The thing I would love to see though is we're trying to make a game shortened. But imagine, just imagine, these two guys are going at it. Neither of them can one either hit a home run out of the park. Be great. Or they both just can't stop hitting it out of the park. And it's just like, all right, back and forth. Like, okay, he hit another home run. You got to hit one. Okay, now you got to hit one. Now you got to hit one. Because I threw my shoulder out hitting 72 home runs. And the bullpen coach is just standing there like, can can I get relief? I'm on pitch 100. (laughs) I like it. I'm 70. I'm not supposed to be doing this. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, hey. Conspiracy theory. Okay. If I go to the supermarket and I buy a Farmer John hot dog and I sneak it into the park and eat it, is it a Farmer John Dodger dog? You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. Just, you know. Paul gets the point. LA to do it. Paul gets the point. There you go. What is correct? What is you are sick in the head? I mean, well, we are. I mean, most of the people that listen to us know this already, but... That's not the point. The last thing, not the last thing. I like how I just tried to just say it was the last thing. It's not. not the show. <laughs> By the way, we're ending the show with Paul. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> oh, don't say those words. <laughs> just send some chills up your spine. Oh. Uh, um, so we're not going to talk much NHL. And by that, we're not going to talk any NHL. NBA, it's end of the season is getting close. Uh, the Nets, I think, clinched. Uh, at least their division or part of their, not their, not the conference, but the division or something like that. I don't know. Or playoff berth. One of those things. 
I just saw the Nets clinched. I actually like did not even pay attention to what it said after that. So I'm pretty sure they clinched a playoff berth. So not shocking. LeBron's going to be coming back soon, apparently. So that'll help the Lakers. They've stayed afloat. Anthony's back. So that's good. Your your boy. My boy, Anthony. Uh, but NBA, besides that, Russell Westbrook keeps putting up triple doubles, doubles for a team that's mediocre. But we'll talk more as it gets really close to playoffs, playoff seating, the play-in tournament, all that type of stuff. But for now, the final two things. MVP. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk all that as it gets closer. The only two things I want to talk about to end and wrap up the show, because we did a lot of mock draft, not mock draft, NFL draft. We (laughs) didn't do any mock draft, kind of. And we did a lot of uh, baseball food weird talk. The last two things to talk about, and as I stutter words, man, one drink and I am am gone, Paul. You've been to crack those after the after the show. Oh my goodness! Uh, one last thing, and actually, before we talk about it, quick word from Zingo. Play ball. Now I know you love all listening to Paul and I and our lovely voices on our podcast, but don't forget, Twelve on Sports also has live shows every single day, and you can catch all of them on Zingo TV. That's Zingo TV, Z I N G O TV on channel seven sixty one. Go check it out. Tons of great shows offered there every single day. Zingo TV offers an assortment of all different types of networks, but 12 on Sports is where you will find our home on Zingo TV, channel 761. And when you sign up, use promo code 12OUNCE. That's 12OZ. Don't forget, if you want to catch all the great live shows 12OUNCE has to offer, go check out them out on Zingo TV. Z-I-N-G-O TV using promo code 12 ounce one two OZ when you sign up today. Play ball. That's right, Zingo TV, place to be to check out all 12 ounce sports. So, anyway, do you like my snap into that promo out of nowhere? That was a new thing. It was a new thing because I was like, oh, hey, remember, I got to talk about Zingo. But so, besides that, you want to know who's having a good life right now? Tell me who's having a good life right Connor now. Connor McGregor. Granted, he did not win his last UFC fight. Doesn't seem to matter. Doesn't seem to leave a mark on that man because he just sold the majority stake of his proper 12 Irish whiskey, proper number 12. Don't want to get beat up over this. Irish whiskey with Proximo Spirits, the company that owns Jose Cuervo and other alcohol brands for a nice nice $600 million. So it's him and his two partners will be splitting that up. They also... When they first had, uh, let's see, Proximo previously held a 49% stake in the company. The $600 million will go to the brand co-founders, McGregor, his agent, and their partner, who told the publication that the sum includes the $250 million the team already earned in the brand's first two years in business with Proximo. So this is another $350 million on top of the $250 million they've already earned in the first two years, which is pretty good. I think, I think it's pretty dang good. 600 million bucks. And he's still going to be a part of it. He's still going to be like the spokesperson, all that type of thing. Cause he's clearly, I mean, he's the face of the brand. The other thing that Conor McGregor did, which is really what I want to get your take on is a few years ago, there was a video of him in a bar getting like sucker punched by an old guy. Um, the bar that he was sucker punched in, he bought and immediately banned that person from ever being allowed in the bar again. Now, is that just a power move or is that a petty move? It's petty. 
but it's a power petty move. <laughs> it is a power move. What, what did he pay for the bar? I don't know. I think like probably like, I don't think it was much. I think it was like 600,000, which sounds like a lot, but it's like chump change day. <laughs> is he going to be on bar rescue? Cause he doesn't know how to run a bar. He only knows how to fight. Pretty sure he's going to be able to hire some people to do that for him. Okay. I like that. Just saying. Who wants to own a bar? I mean, Why plenty of people. Bar... Why wouldn't the original bar owner ban the guy? Because. Because he buys may... a lot of booze? Yeah, probably. So if you're McGregor, don't you say, hey, how much booze do you think this dude's bought? I'm going to buy a trespass on him. <laughs> Never let know. him in again. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. You so, like the idea he bought the whole bar. Yeah, I do. So besides that, the Conor McGregor just living his best life. That's, hey, Conor McGregor is this week's live your life. Live your life. Hey. hey. I'm just going to always add that last part in there until I can actually get like the rights to it. All right. You made up your own thing. I, I guess if you make it your own, if you change it enough, it's okay to do. I'm right. Maybe I'll get my own little beat thing going. But besides that, this weekend for 10 seconds, Paul and I are going to talk about the Kentucky Derby. Paul, do you know who's favored? Who is favored? Essential quality. That sounds like a undergarment for people with incontinence. <laughs> Try essential quality. When you're sitting at the Kentucky Derby, you can rely on essential quality because the line at the toilet is so long. Enjoy that mint julep and pee it right into your essential quality. <laughs> Look at you. Marketing for something that's not even in existence, but maybe one day. But no, essential quality is a two-year-old male who leads a 20-horse field as the two-to-one favorite from the number 14 position at the Kentucky Derby this week in Churchill Downs, as you know. He's undefeated. He's trained by Brad Cox, and he looks to become the first Louisville native to win the Derby. Really? So he's he's the main one. There's then Burbonic, who's thirty to one, as another person to look at, and then you have some long shots. Um, Hidden Stash from the number thirteen is a big one that people are really taking a look at. Besides that, couldn't have even told you who was running this race until up to like a few hours ago. I'm just in it for the mint juleps and the and so, to see every horse finish. I don't want to see anybody made day, to glue. You drink all day. You have wear funny hats. Yeah. And the thing's over in a minute and a half. Yeah. It's the greatest thing I just thing don't ever. want it to be muddy. Because was it three years ago they had to kill all those horses? <laughs> they all fell down. <laughs> but if it's muddy, I get to use my favorite line from Seinfeld, which is, his father's a mother. His father's a mother. His mother's a mother. His mother's a mother. When Kramer's at the track or whatever, making his bets. I, it's like one of my only things from Seinfeld, besides, I was in the pool, that like I remember clearly. Make sure you tell her about shrinkage. <laughs> that baby's but, breathtaking. But the father, the father was a mother. The father was a mother. <laughs> it's like one of the ones I always remember, especially because of the Kentucky Derby. Well, I always think the Kentucky Derby, that horse has to run. How do they train that horse to run so fast? Who knows? By the way, Churchill Downs, another perfect example of a place that looks beautiful on camera, but around it, complete crapple. 
Oh, it's like the Taj Mahal surrounded by the ghetto? It's kind of like Notre Dame University. Yeah. South Bend is not nice. <laughs> That's why all those companies do business there. Their address is South Bend, Indiana. So. Because they all have tax write-offs to be there. So, yeah. But, yeah, Churchill Downs, lovely. Around Churchill Downs, not so much. Is it like going to... Oh, I can't say that. Oh, oh, Is it like you. going to a Caribbean island and passing the men with guns on the way to your resort? Oh, that was fun when I was in uh oh, Dominic- say it. I'm going to say the Dominican. Oh. What's going to happen? We're not going to get any tourist business now. Okay, fine. We'll go to Jamaica. All right. Because that's better. <laughs> no, it, no. Let's shoot for the moon. We're going to St. Lucia. <laughs> okay. That's probably safe. It's nice. You I- can take an open air taxi from the airport to your villa. You can. I had a great time there on my honeymoon. It was fantastic. So St. Lucia, Sandals, anybody from out there want to, you know, give us a sponsorship? I had an e-ticket for Space Mountain on my honeymoon. <laughs> I went to space. Look at you. What how fancy are you? Uh, Never been so hot in my life. Got sun poisoning watching some rocket take off at Cape Canaveral. You got food poisoning. You had a terrible... It was awful. I it's did. okay. I poisoning at a restaurant we won't name in case they want to sponsor us. But you've had a lovely marriage and that's all that matters. Just like we've had a lovely show, Paul. Uh, we have. We really. Today was an off-track show. We It happens and people love us for it. See what I did there with the Kentucky Derby, the off-track thing, you know. The goal is to become like a Dan Levitard show where we just go off the rails. People love us for it. And then DraftKings goes, hey, you know what? We're going to pay you $50 million. I think that we should get $50 million and and, and that should be per season. So remember DraftKings, uh, we're just like Dan Levitard, just, we just aren't there yet. Paul, you could be my Stugats. Stugats. So. Is that like Joey Gagats? Yeah, you'll, we'll brush up on it. Okay. <laughs> Actually, let's be honest, you're Poppy. Okay, I'll take it. Um, you're just like, you're throwing names at me, I got it, all right. I gotta, I have to, then I have to go Google, you know, you know, you could be saying terrible things about me and I, I just, could be. Be great. I know but, how much you love me. I do. Paul, anything to, any parting words for our fans and listeners? So sports are open. Sports have people at them. I know about the whole outdoor thing, but if you're going to be near anybody, care about them, even if you don't care about yourself, wear a mask. Okay. Nicely put. And I'm going to say, Paul, I agree. And also make sure, as always, check out all the other great shows at 12 Ounce. We have tons of great ones to check out live sports on the daily on Zingo TV. Congrats again to power play Pete on the birth of his daughter. She is a cutie. Besides that, again, check out all the other great shows. As always, thank you to 12 on sports for allowing us to be a part of the family and the network. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the draft. Have a good one. See you next week. The sports stance.